Mega is an improvised satire from the staff of a fictional megachurch. I'm Hallie Labonte, and this is Mega the Pandemic Podcast, coming to you from Twin Hills Community Church, where we are giving our mega church a tiny family feel by introducing you to members of our church staff and community. And each week, I am joined by my co-host. He's the youth pastor for Climax, our high school ministry. Please welcome Gray Haas, everybody. Hey, Hallie. How are you doing? I'm blessed, my friend. Even in a pandemic, I, I am know, blessed. Absolutely. I'm always blessed. I'm just really feeling the love right now, even in the midst of this really scary time. Although this pandemic stuff's not really hit Indiana yet, we're still uh, we're sort of bracing for it, but no one seems really that concerned. I know. It's sort of like sitting in a house in Florida waiting for a hurricane to hit and being like, well, they said it's coming. I guess I'll believe them. And we're just waiting for the soft rain and then the harder rain. And then, you know, yeah, that's true. You know, Hallie, um, I've got a lot going on because, you know, this weekend was uh, uh, the big lock-in of the year. And a lot of my kids were calling me and saying, hey, Gray, are we going to have it? And, you know, Hallie, I was sort of, uh, you know, checking to see if uh, things were getting shut down. A few things were starting to close. The schools closed. And then I thought, hey, um, you know, how are we going to do this lock-in without everyone coming to the church? Because we don't have like 600 kids at the church this weekend. So I started to get creative. And I thought, hey... Let's all do this thing where you're supposed to self-isolate at home, but we can all sign into a Zoom. Do you know what a Zoom is, Hallie? That's how I've been doing my meetings this week. Oh, right. So we all signed into a Zoom. It's like a video conferencing. And we got all the kids in a Zoom at the same time. How many kids? It was 600 kids. On one Zoom? It was awesome. Those and must have been tiny little tile video things. Oh, yeah. It, that, you, you could ba- it basically looked like a honeycomb of video on, across the computer screen. And, uh, you know, everyone was sort of just screaming at the same time. And I, I just, you know, I basically signed off. I said, hey, guys, have fun. Uh, I'll see you in the morning. And I just, you know, left my computer up. And, and who knows what they got up to. Must have been a cacophony. That's right. Well, that's what it's like to watch Fox News a lot of times. Everybody's talking at the same time. That's right. And, you know, Hallie, um, I was actually hanging out with my friend Clay Mason Bannerman, and uh, it, we kind of had a what, what they call, you know, the, this um, this Wuhan virus. Uh, we, we actually had a bit of a scare because, you know, Clay Mason and I, we were um, we put on our weighted vests and we went out for a run. And uh, we would, you know, we had our leg weights and our and our um, and our sandbags on our shoulders, our weighted vests. Mm. And we came back, and he said, "Hey, I'm feeling a bit short of breath." And I said, oh. "Okay." And um, Hallie, he passed out. <gasps> and I thought, "Okay," um, you know, I started to do some uh, resuscitation, and uh, I didn't want to get too close to him. You know, uh, you know, I didn't want to do the mouth to mouth because I was afraid that I might get the virus. Sure. So um, I sort of fashioned, you know, uh, I fashioned my hands into a little tube mm-hmm. and I was kind of blowing in his mouth. And uh, I thought this was it. He kind of came to and we took him into the ER and they gave him a COVID test. And it turns out he's got low blood sugar. The COVID test tested positive? The COVID test can tell you basically a lot of different things. And he, he COVID tested positive for low blood sugar? Yeah. Oh. So just a really scare, scary thing all the way around. And um, Well, if you gave him mouth to mouth, then you just have to do a Lysol wipe on your mouth. Uh, right. Well, I mean, I gave him mouth to uh, fist to fist to mouth. So I was sort of blowing down a tube. Two my, fists in between your lips and his lips? Yeah, I sort of double fisted his mouth. Oh. Well, I think you're probably fine. How's your weekend? Oh, goodness gracious. I mean, well, you know, the school's closed, so I got my kids home, which isn't that easy. And, you know, my son, Day, he keeps giving me trouble about the whole global crisis. And he goes, hey, mom, why is it that when good things happen in your life, they get attributed to God, but when something bad happens, it's not God? And I said, Day, I do know why babies die and cancers don't get healed. 
free will. God loves us so much, he wants so badly to know that our love for him is genuine, and it's not just like robots designed to worship him, which isn't really worship at all. And Day says, free will? And I says, free will, Day. Yes, free will is the reason that pain and suffering exist in the world, because God is definitely powerful enough to cure cancer and wipe out a pandemic instantaneously. Right, he could do it at any time he wants. Absolutely, and he chooses not to, so that we can have free will and we can choose to love him or not, and that's the only way it's a real relationship. And Day goes... In what ways is it a relationship, Mom? When he doesn't talk back, you can't see him or touch him, and he starts going on and on. And you know what I did? I just started praying right then and there. I just bowed my head, and I started praying out loud, and I was summoning my Heavenly Father. I said, just Father God, here we go. And that shut him up for a minute. But as soon as I said, in Jesus' name, amen, he goes, Mom, if God can make the entire cosmos, and if he can make it to include a fiery hell of eternal conscious torment for people who choose not to be in a relationship with him, if he can make the Milky Way and black holes and gravity and stars, why could he not also find a way to receive love and use his power for good, you know, to heal coronaviruses and, you know, uh, coronaries and all the things that are careening out of control. And I just seized on that word control, Gray. And I said, day, God is in control. And he just ended up blowing me off and he went in and he turned on Netflix. And so I read some Psalms and I prayed for a little bit. <coughs> I- oh, I'm sorry, Hallie. Ah. Uh, I've been sort of coughing and sneezing, but I think it's just allergies. Go ahead. Okay. And so he's watching Netflix and I'm reading the Psalms and I eventually go into the den and I say, hey, day. I don't want to fight with you. And Day goes, hey, Mom, you give God all the credit for every good thing that happens, but he has no responsibility for the bad things that happen. And I says, yes, what about it? And he goes, Mom, can you imagine if you believed in me that way? Like, if you believed that all the good things I did were because of me, but none of the bad things were my fault? And I said, Day, you know what? I do believe in you. And then I was like, what are you watching? And he goes, I'm watching this Ram Dass going home thing on Netflix. And I tried to watch it with him for a second, but it was like about elder care or some guy in a wheelchair or something, documentary. Oh. And I couldn't follow it. So I went in and I made popcorn. And then I thought, you know what? This is a cool way for me to extend an olive branch. And I took some popcorn back into the den and I said, hey, Day, what are you learning from this documentary, honey? And he says, well, in the West, we say, ah, panic. Everything's out of control. But in Eastern philosophies, they say, relax. Everything's out of control. And I said, honey, we aren't in the West. We're in Indiana. Well, just like the burning bush didn't need to self-isolate so much as it needed to self-immolate, we've got a guest today who is on fire for Christ. Please welcome Ashton Purple, everybody. Oh, hey. Oh, thanks for having me. Oh, excited to be here. Hey there, yeah. Ashton. It's so nice to reach you over the phone. I'm sorry we couldn't have you into the studio, but it's nice to be able to hear your voice on the other end of the line. Oh, no, I love it. You know, we need to make more phone calls. This is, uh, this is good. This is good practice. So to give the listeners a little bit of background, Ashton is the leader of our Running with the Angels ministry, which is a group that gets together who are enthusiasts for running. Is that right? Yep, that's right. So uh, a couple times a week, we meet in front of the church and uh, we just we just we just start going. I'm actually I'm actually uh, on a run right now as we speak. Oh, wow. Oh, that's awesome. Are you down? Are, are you at the are you at the church campus right now? I'm just I'm yeah, just leaving the parking lot. Oh, great. Yeah, I was the only one to show up today because, you know, everyone's, uh, everyone's at home, which I totally understand, no judgment, but I, um, you know, I'm pretty committed, so I had to show up anyway. Yeah, it seems like running is something that you could still do in a global pandemic. I mean, you're out there getting some fresh air. It just seems like a 100% healthy thing to do. I mean, couldn't you just run together as a big herd of fellas, just keeping, you know, six to 10 feet apart the whole time? Well, I guess you'd take up the whole street, but there's not many people driving in the streets. So you could just take over these roads. Yeah, it's a little bit tough because, you know, we, we usually hold hands while we're running, but we, we, could, we could mix it up a bit, I suppose, and, uh, and break that. But I think everyone's just a little too scared to show up right now. So, you know, I'm just hitting it solo. I don't mind it. I don't mind it. Reconnecting with a little friend I like to call me. So, Ashton, I wondered, how did you get in to running? 
That's a great question. I mean, I've been running for as long as I can remember. Um, you know, my mom says when I, you know, I hit the operating room floor, I just, I was like a giraffe, you know, I just went straight from the birth canal to the, to walking and straight from walking to running. Now, I don't know if that, you know, that, that might be more lore than anything else, but you know, the point is I, I've been truly running my entire life. You're like that Forrest Gump kid. Have you ever seen that movie? I have. I loved the running in it. I didn't understand much beyond that, but I loved that the montage where he just kept on running. He was running. He ran so he much running. he got like a Rumpelstiltskin beard, if I remember. But I thought, you know what? That's probably so good for that actor, Tom Hanks, who's such a nice fella. I hope he's recovering with this lovely wife. Um, Oh, what's her name? Uh, Rita Hayworth or something like that. And um, I-, I just hope they're feeling better because I think he's the nicest guy. But I thought, you know what? Now, some people have to eat donuts and gain weight to be actors for certain roles. And he's out there running. He, he looks so good. You know, I've always thought about that, about the different things that actors have to do for a role. And, um, you know, I, I, I feel bad for anyone who has to, yeah, you think about, um, what's his name? Christian Bale. He played, uh, played, played that, that great man, Dick, Dick Cheney. He had to gain so much weight for the role and it was, he did a great job, but, uh, yeah, you, you know, when, when, I, when if I were to be an actor and I, and I would look at looking at audition scripts, I would just look at the stage directions first. And if ever I noticed one of them was, you know, he straps on his shoes yeah, that would be a good sign that that's the part I'd like to play. That is so cool. That is awesome. That is so cool. And I like that movie, too. I said, you know what? It's fi- it's high time that somebody makes a positive movie about a good, strong Republican guy. Yep. Yeah, high time. But yeah, you know, Hollywood is, you know, they're biased. But once in a while, they, do, they put up something good. Now, Ashton, about how old of a guy are you? Oh, I'm, I'm uh, about 43. Actually, it's my birthday today. So I am oh, exactly really? 43. Well, yep. bless my soul. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. What are you going to do for your birthday when everybody's all, everything's shut and closed down? Well, I made a, I made a cupcake for myself last night and it's sitting on the counter. So um, it is my cheat day lined up well. So uh, as soon as I get back from this jog, I'm going to uh, take that cupcake and uh, eat it. Is, do you have a candle that you could put in it and blow out? Or do you have something that would burn? You could just even, you could put something in there that's flammable. It's just you have something to blow out. Yep, I have a book of matches, and they're wooden. So if you think about it, that's like 20 candles right there, and it only has to stay lit for a second. So That's perfect. Strike that, maybe, yes, put it in, blow it up. Yeah. Now, Ashton, I, I guess I wanted to ask, it seems like when you're running, you probably have a lot of time to pray, and you probably have a lot of time to reflect on mm-hmm. just your relationship with Jesus and Christ specifically. What is, is, is that something that you get to do when you're out there just running around, running amok? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I, I don't listen to music. I do have, I have, a, I have my iPhone with me because I use one of the, uh, the training apps. So, uh, you know, from p- periodically, the, the, one of the, 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 the woman on the app will tell me to jog or walk. That's how those apps work, you know, jog or walk. Uh-huh. But in between those instructions, I have plenty of time to just, uh, just re- disconnect. That's so cool. I've heard a lot about um, people doing a prayer walk where you just, as long as you're walking, you're talking to your creator and you just do a walk and talk with God. I wonder if, if I tried to do it while I was running, if I would pray faster, if I'd be like, oh, please forgive me for all my sins in the last few days. I'm very grateful for the probably thing. Thank you for my blessing. You know what I mean? Well, are you a fast runner? <laughs> well, I, you know, I'm working up to it. I'm, I'm not fast per se. I run, a, I run a 12 minute mile right now. Okay. So pretty uh, slow. Well, you know, I like to think of it as I have room, room for improvement. You know, we're, we're looking for progress, not perfection. Do you know what your BMI is? Is that what it's called, BMI? Yeah. I'm not sure. Not sure. Never thought to check that. Um, if I were to take a stab in the dark, I would say, you know, 
10, 11. Oh, that's Ooh, great. That's, that's really, good. that's, a, that's really impressive. It might be, it might be closer to 30 or 40. I, I'm not sure. I mean, I'm re- truly stabbing in the dark here. I'm not totally sure what the scale is. Earlier this year, when the runner was, um, hit by the front end loader, uh, out in the parking lot, was that one of your runners? That was me. Right. Oh, it was you. <gasps> that was me. Yeah. Oh. Hit, hit by the front end loader, you said? Yes. Yep, that was me. I was looking down at my phone, uh, which you shouldn't do while you're running. I tell everyone not to do it. I was looking down and then just, you know, think, I would say it came out of nowhere, but I think it actually came out of somewhere. I just didn't see it because I was looking down at my phone. Oh, I'm so sorry. And where, and, and, and about how long were you in the front end loader? Just, just a day or two. Um, so not, not too, not too bad. Um, so you were, in, you were in the bucket of the front end loader for, for a couple of days. One or two days, yeah. Well, the thing is, it scooped me right up, and it was right when uh, it was quitting time for the construction guy. So right. he was parking the thing. And when you park the front end loader, the way you, you know, when you park a car, you know, you put it in park and you pull the emer- the parking brake, everything, right? So when you, when you park a front end loader, I guess, what the way you do it is you, you shift into the park and then you, you cock the shovel up. That's how that's at rest. So he scoops me up. That thing shoots up. And he gets out, and it's Friday afternoon. So he's not coming back until Monday morning. So I am about 15 feet off the ground at that point. And I just don't think I could take the roll out. Yeah. And now, was there anybody, I guess this might be a strange question, but if you're in there all weekend and uh, nobody, was anybody looking for you? No, no one, no one looking. Well, I mean, gosh, not that I know of. Um, You know, if someone was, I just, I didn't know it. I mean, I was calling out for help for sure. On Sunday, when people started arriving for service, I, of course, shouted for help, but, uh, you know, no one heard me. Uh, Of course, I was very dehydrated at that point, so my scream was practically a whisper. So you're not married? No, I am married. Oh, you are? Okay. Yep, yep. Married for uh, 11 years now. Oh, just like your BMI. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, maybe everything, maybe, you know, maybe I just always think of my, uh, how many years I've been married whenever I have to think of a number that, that could be true. Um, so what, yeah, she, what, what was your wife doing? Uh, was she worried that you, you didn't show up for, for, you know, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday? You know, I, she never mentioned that she was worried, but I assume she must've been, um, you know, I had my phone on me when I got scooped up. And I, so I tried calling her a handful of times and, uh, you know, just always went straight to voicemail. But that's sort of just how it goes. And uh, Well, now, you know, back. a weekend apart, now it seems uh, kind of decadent to think about it, doesn't it? I mean, my husband, Lance Labonte, was showing me some, you know, everybody's sending these videos around to each other in the global pandemic. And he shows me this video one of his buddies sent him that it's this guy's face. And the question is, in, in the um, quarantine, you have two choices a you can be quarantined with your wife and kids or and the guy just goes b and (laughs) and i said yeah this is going to show a lot of us what our marriages are made of isn't that right yeah it's a it's a true test i mean it it really is and um you know if i didn't get i mean you know i get out and run every, every day or so so you know that's a little bit of a break but other than that it's pretty uh you know it's pretty pretty intimate you know especially i mean we're we live in a studio so there's not a lot of spaces to escape and um oh really is your wife a runner? Does she jog? She's she's a rower. She ergs. She goes she goes to the gym and, and gets on the erg. She rows. Oh, really? And what is she doing now that all the gyms are closed? Well, she got an erg. Uh, she bought one on Amazon and had it shipped to the to the apartment. So she's erging. She's probably erging right now. She loves erging, and that's probably what she, what she's doing right now. 
and that must take up quite a bit of space in your studio apartment to have a rowing machine. Yes. Yeah, yeah. The urn takes up a good amount of space. Um, but it wasn't too bad once we moved the bed uh, up against the wall, sort of like a nice, you know, one of those nice little French apartments, uh, you know, where everything's small but functional. You know, you have a, I don't know, did you ever see uh, An American in Paris? Do you, do you ever see that movie, Gene Kelly? Oh, what's that? That sounds cool. Mm. Well, I actually never saw the whole thing, but in the very beginning, there's a scene with Gene Kelly and he's in this French apartment and everything's very small, but it's intimate and nice. And that's, that's kind of how we have it now. We have our bed pressed up against the wall. The urn takes up the majority of the floor. And, um, and then we have, you know, our kitchenette and our half bath. And do you have any kids? Got a couple kids. Um, you know, uh, only one still in the house. The other one's off at college now. Oh, great. Oh, I just heard that Liberty University in Lynchburg is welcoming all the kids back this week from spring break. And they're like, you know what? Pandemic schmandemic. Does your kid go to Liberty? He does. Yeah, he's a sophomore at Liberty. And, uh, yep, yep. Uh, so... You know, we were a little bit worried when we got the invitation because, you know, you know, it's it's scary out there. But you've got to trust that those people in the decision making roles are making the right decision. And, you know, you don't. Oh, I don't. I don't isn't that them. right? I mean, Liberty is led by Jerry Falwell, Jr. And that means that that's the son of Jerry Falwell. And I mean, Jerry Falwell, like, saw Jesus with his very own eyes, like a 900 foot Jesus standing over Tulsa. Is that the story? It's something like that. I, I'm not sure I've heard that, but that's quite a story. No, that's a true story. He also, he got in a little trouble for a while because he was rolling a, um, an egg, like an egg that you get at the supermarket. He was rolling an egg up and down in between the thighs of a prostitute in a, in a like a two-bit motel. But then um, he came back and he repented and it was fine. He was rolling an egg? Yeah, he liked to roll an egg up and down. You know, in the if you if you take your two legs and you put them together, it makes like a long kind of like little crease all the way down from like, you know, from up at the top all the way down to your ankles. And what he liked to do back in the day was he liked to, you know, take that little like divot between two legs that are pressed together and roll an egg up and down there. But you know what? I feel like it's covered in the blood, isn't it? Because when a man of God kind of falls away like that, um, then it, it humbles him a little bit and it shows him the grace of the community that welcomes him back when he's ready to repent. Yeah, I feel the same way. I, 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 I hold no, uh, no negative feelings towards him. I mean, who hasn't uh, done, rolled an egg between the legs of a woman or, or something equivalent? Ashton, do you, have, uh, do you have any advice for someone who is thinking about getting into running? Well, avoid front-end loaders. <laughs> but um, other than that, I would say the key is to just start doing it. You know, put your running shoes at the front door, and then every day when you're about to leave, you have to get, go past them. And so when you, when you do that, you'll look down, and you'll say, oh, I, I'm supposed to run today. And you'll strap those on, and you'll go running instead. And I can't stress enough just how much establishing a routine like that really helps. So do you have a day job right now? I don't because I kept running in the morning instead of going to it. But I have had day jobs and I'm not opposed to them. I just am having a hard time finding one. What did you do before you started running all the time? Well, I was, I, I was a, a C-level exec at a tech company. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. So that made you probably did pretty well, I would, I would think. It must be hard to now live in a studio. It was a huge downgrade for sure because you have to understand when I was a C-level exec at a tech company, I was living in a, in a, large, a larger home. But um, when that ended pretty abruptly, um, you know, it was, uh, well, I guess you just have to adjust. And so I, you know, I told my wife, I said, you know, Mary Beth, we are moving. We have to, we've got to. And um, uh, I went on Craigslist, I found a studio and made an offer and we've been there ever since. 
So you had to you had to leave the tech company because you just stopped showing up. Well, I was showing up. I was just showing up very late. See, what I did is I put my shoes in front of the door, and so every day I thought, well, you know, that's a sign I have to run. But then I would go on a run, and then I kept missing important meetings in the morning, and they kept telling me, Ashton, you have to show up for these meetings, and I, you know, they weren't very uh, sympathetic to you know, my struggle. And I told them I'm trying to establish a routine. And they kept saying, well, wake up earlier, wake up earlier. And I said, well, I don't have an alarm clock. Anyway, long story short, I, I didn't show up. Uh, I didn't show up. And so, um, so that's what happened. How do you recruit new fellas, new runners to the, um, to the ministry? And is it co-ed or, or is it all guys? Oh, it's co-ed. All guys are signed up right now, but it's definitely co-ed. Oh, cool. We, um, yeah, yeah. Anyway, all are welcome. Um, the, the, our main recruiting strategy is, uh, you know, is just to run down the street. And if you see someone else running, you know, like I say, you get you give them a handshake, and you and at, if they're going the same direction as you, you start up a conversation. You know, a oh, lot of people great. are running alone and they don't want to. Yeah, and so you start up a conversation, and and hopefully they're uh, they're amenable to it, and then they join the club. And is it a conversation about uh, about Jesus? It 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 is. Yeah. So we start talking about Jesus, and um, you know, I introduced the idea that. Uh, Running actually helps you in your relationship with Jesus, and and uh, you know that's sort of the bridge. So it's, yeah, it's it, it's been, it's worked. It's worked one time. Now, are you a trained runner, or do you just do it intuitively? Well, I use the app. Mostly, I use the app. I'm using it's, it's called Couch to Five K. So I actually started the company. Uh, well, I mean, a company. There's a there's a handful of these, but uh, the, yeah, the main one everyone thinks of Couch to Five K. I started that company, and I've been using the app ever since. I just built all the way up to a five K, and then. Start back down at couch. Well, do you aspire to do a marathon or anything like that someday? No, no. I, I well, I'm, no. I mean, I, I guess I've never thought about it. Mostly, I've been doing the yeah, just the couch, the five k. I know that there's some uh, some longer runs out there for sure. I just haven't personally done them. Um, well, but, I don't think uh, you necessarily need to aspire to a. I, I've heard that it's a nasty business. The, the marathons get very nasty because you have to run for so long that your nipples bleed and that you poop your pants and that you just keep running even when there's like doo doo coming down, um, like coming down the back of your legs. We're back to the thigh talk again. I don't know why I'm so thigh driven today, but it can be a real nasty business. Yeah. So I mean, in that sense, I have I have the experience. You know, I know what that's like. So you know, I guess running a marathon wouldn't be a change in that specific way, but it is also a longer run. Oh, I see. So that happens to you even when you're just doing a 5K. Well, sure. I mean, you said poop your pants. Right. Right. Yeah. So when I'm, you know, not we're not talking. Well, sometimes on the couch, but mostly it's when I hit the 5K. That's, you know, your body. You're really putting your body through something at that point. So you can't control everything as much. You're putting all of your energy into the muscles in your legs, and so the other muscles have to get. Now, do you have a couch anymore because of the studio? Not anymore. Well, we got rid of it and put it in the alley, and it's still there because we never paid anyone to pick it up. So once in a while, I'll give a, I'll, I'll sit on it for a little bit. But um, there's no room in the studio for it because of the erg. Have you ever had a Fitbit? I have, I have several. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. I love my Fitbit, and I've had to replace it several times, and I don't see why they won't just make a, 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 a waterproof one because you know, well, maybe you don't know, but being a female, what happens a lot when you're a female is that fellas, they. they especially in the summer months, fellas just live to throw gals in the pool. Like if you're, if you're ever near a pool and there's a fella around, he's going to pick you up and he's going to throw you in the pool. And I've lost six Fitbits that way, but I have a new one now and I like it and it's purple. Hey, your name's purple. Yeah. Purple like the color, Ashton like the kutcher. So you're telling me that guys just throw you in a pool? Oh yeah. I, I mean, if you were a girl, you would know this, that if, if you're ever around a pool or even a lake or an ocean, uh, maybe a creek if there's a deep part um, and a fella comes by, he's going to pick you up and he's going to throw you in that body of water. It's like a genetic thing with guys. Huh. Yeah. Huh. Anyway, I, I, um, 
I, uh, you've never thrown a girl in water? Well, I've tried. I just can't get the, I'm, I'm just surprised all these guys have the upper body strength to do that. I, yeah, that, that's great. Well, you being a runner, you probably have strong tree trunks on the bottom, but not strong branches on top, huh? Yes, my trunk is, yeah, I have frail twig, uh, dead branches on top, the kind that you could just crack with your bare hands. But my, my trunk is strong. That's good. Now, so I was going to say, I love my Fitbit, and I try to get my 10,000 steps every single day. Oh, did you do that today? Um, let me see. I got to tap it. Oh, I'm at 82 today so far. Oh, so you got quite a ways to I go. Gotta, I might have to go around and walk around the parking lot because, as you know, uh, we are at Twin Hills Community Church right now because we are not shutting down. Um, anyway, I love my Fitbit. Try to get my 10,000 steps. And um, I was going to say, uh, you know, just hearing you talk about the running ministry makes me think, should I try to run? But I, I was going to ask you a question about form. Like when I was asking if you were trained, because my kids, they make fun of me because they say, mom, that you have bad form. Like your arms are supposed to go forward and backwards, not across. You're not crossing your body. Like when I, when I run, my right arm goes flying over to the left. And then my left arm goes flying over to the right. Like I'm, like I'm punching somebody on either side of me from the other side. And they're like, mom, everything has to go forward. You can't be flailing like that. And my knees are knocking. And I just don't know if I could get from a couch or an erg to a 5k. Well, if it helps, that's why the app exists. This will take you from any state to uh, being able to complete a 5k. I mean, when I first started, I couldn't do it either. And you know, people focus so much on form, but I tell you what, there's no one way to do it. I don't look like other people when I run. I don't look the way that you imagine a runner looking when I run. But that what, doesn't what, mean I'm not running. Of, what sort of form do you have when you run? I, my arms are straight down, straight down on my sides. And my head is tipped forward just a touch. And I try to keep my knees, um, my, my legs don't move past, my, my thighs don't move past my knees. So if you if you imagine it's just the 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 bottom half of my legs kicking up, like right. like kicking backwards, like if a donkey's trying to back. kick somebody behind him, right, like a donkey, just like a donkey, right. Now, yeah, just picturing that, I can see how maybe you would run straight into a front end loader because you'd be looking at you'd probably be easy to look at your phone that way, but probably also easy to run into the front of a front end loader. Yeah, well, I mean, the the particular time you mentioned me running into the front end loader was because I was looking at my phone. But the other time I, I, I got hit by a front end loader, that was because I was just running and looking down the way I normally do. Oh, it happened another time. It's happened five times. Really? Five times in the front end loader, yeah. It's such a specific piece of machinery, too. You would just think that maybe it would be a different type of heavy machine, but always the front end loader. It's now, always the front end loader. When, when oh, people yeah. see you running, I, the way I'm picturing your form is um, kind of like the Lord of the Dance, uh, that Irish fella who, who has the feet going crazy down below and the upper body very, very still, very still. Mm. Well, you know, the other thing I have in common with him is I'm wearing a vest. So I, I see that. Oh, a, ru- a running vest or just a normal well, vest? It's a leather vest, but I use it for running. So it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a running vest. And what 100% it, what it, leather. What about that? What, is it just you like the look of it? I like that. I love the look of it, and I love that it's durable. You know, I don't like the idea of buying a new thing every every two years. I have one pair of shoes, I have one vest, and I'm, I'm ideally never going to replace them. So, Ashton, it just you know, uh, it seems like you've had some real struggles in your life. You were a, a successful C-suite executive, and you're not anymore. You're living in a studio apartment, and you've also run into a front end load of five times in your life. And I guess I'm just wondering. You know, if that happened to anybody else, I would I would think they'd get a bit bummed out. But you, you've just stayed so positive, and I'm just wondering what is it? How do how do you stay so positive? Well, you know, I, I 
I think it's a good question because I know that other people in my situation might feel differently than I do. And I guess all I can say is I don't. I just feel good. Every morning I wake up, I look in the, I look in the little pocket mirror I keep in my, uh, in my nightstand table because we don't have enough room for a full set. I look in that little pocket mirror and I, and I say, this is a good day. And you're a good guy. And go, go out there and make the best of it. And I, and I, and I look at it and I, you know, I, I like that guy. I like, I like that guy who's saying that to me. And does your wife, uh, is it your wife's pocket mirror? It was. Well, I suppose it is. I keep it in my bedside table. Well, now. Um, but it, it was hers, and she doesn't know where it is. So once in a while, she'll ask me where the pocket mirror is, and I just don't have the heart to tell her I stole it and put it in my bedside table. Maybe you're get, really going to see a boom uh, of runners coming out since uh, everybody's getting a bit stir-crazy inside. Fingers crossed. You know, um, it would be great to have more numbers in the group. And both of you are invited, by the way. Howie, great. Oh. We'd love to have you. You know, it's just the two of us right now, so it would mean a lot. If, if, even, you know, if you two showed up, that would double our number. Oh, it's just two people in the group total right now. Right now, yeah, well, and ever. Right, just the two of us. Um, just me and, and the one guy who recruited that one time. Well, just like Pharaoh reached a point where he couldn't be in a pandemic of plague any longer, I've reached into the mailbag. Here we go. Dear Twin Hillers, seems like everyone on Instagram is doing these push-up challenges. Are there any fun challenges we could start in the church community while we self-isolate to show that we can have fun too? Love, Sean and Dominique. That's a great question. Thanks, Sean and Dom. You know what? I'm going to be real honest. I like eating contests. You know, especially right now, I'm stress eating, and I just, I'd like to challenge somebody to an eating contest. And you see different ones. I would say challenge someone to an, a hot dog eating contest or something. You, you can eat anything, anything that you've got in the house. I don't know if people are going out to the grocery store or what, but I would also say um, you could do a cool paper mache contest where you make stuff out of your stockpiled toilet paper, stuff like that. That's awesome. You know, Hallie, it kind of reminds me, maybe a fun contest would be, you know, I've read on the internet that if you can hold your breath for more than 15 seconds in not cough you don't have oh, cool. the virus so maybe you could do a hold the breath contest and then and you know everybody's got to hold your breath for 15 seconds and then the people that cough during it you also know who are sick yeah and then you can kick oh, them out my mind goes right to running so i'm thinking that the, the challenge is you take out your phone and uh here i'll do it right now so you take out your phone and you record a front-facing video of you running um, and, and you see how long you can run, and then here, here, I'm doing it right now, so here, I'm running, and up, oh, 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 Ashton, oh, I'm getting, yeah. Ashton, are yep, you okay? I'm here. Ah, are you okay? What happened? I got scooped up, I got scooped up again. In a front-end loader? I scooped up in a front-end loader. Oh, number six. Uh, well, we'll send some, are, are you near, you're still, you're still running around the church parking lot? We can send someone over. I'm not sure. I made it onto a side street, but I don't know which one because I was thinking about the, the phone call. So I'm not quite sure where I am. I can't see over the, the wall of the front and loader scoop. Okay. Well, uh, maybe, maybe try your wife. I'm going to give her a shot. That's a great call. Ashton Purple was played by Asher Perlman. Follow him at Asher Perlman and check out his writing skills on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. I'm Holly Laurent playing Hallie Labonte, and Gray Haas is played by Greg Hess. You can follow me at Holly Laurent and follow Greg at Hey Greg Hess. And of course, Mega is on your favorite form of social media, and that is at Mega the Podcast. Email your mailbag questions to megathepodcast at gmail, and for a special spot in heaven, rate and review us on iTunes and support us on Patreon. <laughs>